Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Real Conversations. Thank you so much for stopping by. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, I pray that it gets well. Because if you trust and believe, it will get better. So, um, if this is your first time here, uh, thank you for stopping by. Um, welcome, welcome. You know, I'm so happy, you know, that I'm able to speak on um, the things that I've been going through in my journey to, to healing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, from coming out of a narcissistic, toxic, abusive relationship. And I'm just so grateful for, um, you know, clarity and peace and having some amazing people, you know, in my corner, um, supporting me through this process. And I just hope that I can encourage, uplift and inspire someone, um, who may be struggling, um, who are in this situation and don't know how to get out, uh, do your research, um, you know, do all the things that you have to do to get yourself out of that situation because it's not going to get better. It's not going to change. Uh, you're only hurting yourself and you're wounding your children. So today I want to talk about the effects of, uh, narcissism in your children. And this is a tough one for me because, um, my children are taking it, you know, kind of hard. And, you know, as a mother, you naturally want to protect your kids. You naturally want to um, make sure that they are okay. And unfortunately, I stayed in that toxic, abusive relationship for far too long. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know the backstory, out briefly, uh, you know, I was in this situation because it wasn't a relationship. It was very one-sided. So you can't consider that a relationship. Once you learn about narcissism, you'll understand what I mean. It's never a relationship, especially not with the narcissist. And so, you know, I, I got into this relationship when I was very young. I was unaware of what narcissism was and I did not know. I always thought my, the person was a little bipolar I knew he probably had some mental health issues and that was evident in the things that he would do and say. However, um, you know, it progressively got worse over the years and it just wasn't going anywhere. I just felt stuck. You know, I felt like I was on an emotional roller coaster in this relationship, just going through the constant highs and the lows and just nothing. No, there was no changed behavior. And every time I would confront him, and have these conversations with him and try to talk about it, it was just draining. And it got to a point where it was just like, I was just kind of like almost numb and just, you know, busy in my own respective life that I really didn't pay attention to the relationship. And at some point I was just like, okay, I, I'm just ready for him to go. And once I realized that he, he wasn't trying to go, um, I had to make a decision and a lot has transpired you know, him not being able to keep a job, just being very passive aggressive, being dismissive, lying, sneaky, cheating, like just everything, everything that a narcissist does. I was going through that. And um, the only thing that I didn't experience was him being physical with me, uh, like hitting me or beating me or anything like that. But all the other things uh, that you 
look up and research about narcissism I experienced. And you don't really realize what you're going through until you come out of it. And that's the sad part. Like, you know, something is wrong, but you just don't know what it is. And so once I came out of it and then I did my research on it and then I realized how it was affecting my children. I realized that my children, they didn't like their father. Um, in the same sentiment, we really didn't want to be around him. Very, he's very negative, uh, very, you know, abrupt, very short, you know, and cold at times and just very, uh, just not very loving at all. And, you know, with the narcissist, they, they can't, they don't know. They don't know what love is. So they can't be loving. You know, he never really spent any time with the kids. Um, he never really, you know, it, it, he never really took them to the park or wanted to invest any time or energy with the kids. It was almost like he was forcing himself and like forcing. It was to the point where the kids was just like they didn't want to be bothered. They didn't want to be around him. They didn't really want to talk to him. They tolerated him. You know, we would go to the store, the supermarket, and he would just do something and they, they would just kind of roll their eyes and like, he he goes again. Like he just made it very uncomfortable, you know, when when he wasn't at home doing God knows what, wherever he was, um, you know, it, it felt light. The house was, you know, light, peaceful, relaxed. We, we, you know, we would be in here joking and laughing and, you know, just doing our girl thing. Cause you know, it's all girls and he's the only, he was the, he was the only male. And it's like, as soon as he came in the house, it's like, you could feel the, the energy shift. You could feel the tension shift. You could feel the, the, the just, just drained, and it was just like, what is this? Like, this, this is not normal. And so now, you know, that I'm narcissistic free, um, I've been out of that toxic relationship for a while. It, well, it took me, well, he was unfortunately refusing to leave my house. And so he was making my life miserable. Um, so I was sleeping in my kid's room and he was in the bedroom, but you know, he would do this disappearing act for a few days and come back and just, it was just a mess. And so it was very uncomfortable for my kids. It was very uncomfortable for them because I saw the discomfort, you know, because he's so, he was so unpredictable that he's predictable that you knew he was going to do something, you know, have a tantrum, start yelling or have these anger, angry, aggressive outburst or or he would go far to the left and he would just be um give you the silent treatment the cold shoulder and then it was almost as if like okay if he couldn't get the attention that he needed from one child he would now seek his attention to the other child and you know I have two daughters by him and my my daughter the oldest one from him um you know, she was more of the quiet one, the more the one that would internalize everything. And she wouldn't say much, you know, she was she was like holding all of this stuff in, you know, from all of the things that he would, you know, just because he was always yelling, very, you know, just not very, just always yelling and very nasty. And, you know, you would hear him say things about certain people or hear him the way he would talk about his family members. It was disgusting. You know, it was like, how, how, like, like, a very like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde personality. And so we are all watching this. And it's like, how do you expect your kids to respect you or to feel some kind of way about you or, you know, to love you or to, and when they see this, you know, you, you treat everybody outside, you know, like, oh, you know, like the best thing ever. And then you come home and it's like, 
you treat everybody in here like, like, huh? Like it, it didn't make sense. And so you don't realize the effects of what the narcissist does to the children. And, you know, I, I pray for my kids and I pray with my kids. I'm pushing for therapy. My, my daughter is in therapy. Um, I'm trying to get my little one in therapy. Um, excuse me, but you know, just so that they can talk about their feelings and their emotions and just, but you know, they're so much more at peace because he's not in, you know, not in the same household anymore. And we are currently no contact. And, um, at first, you know, I was praying with my kids and trying to encourage my kids to try to have a relationship with their dad. And, you know, even though I know he has a sickness, but then again, you can't even really call narcissists a, sick, a sickness because they know what they're doing. Everything that they do is very intentional. They do it on purpose. Everything that they do, everything that they say, they lie. They, everything that they do is intentional to inflict pain, to hurt you, to hurt, like there's no way around it. And once you realize that and you understand that, you have to do what you have to do and you have to get as far away from them as possible. And if you can get your kids as far away from that person as possible, you do that. And so I speak from a place of a woman dealing with a narcissistic man. I don't know what it's like to be, um, you know, a narcissistic man being, I mean, a, a narcissistic woman and, 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 and you know, a, most of like an empathetic man. I can't speak from that place. But for me dealing with him as a narcissist, um, just certain things that he would say and do, the, you know, the kids were just over him. The kid, the kids are just like done. Like they just don't even care. Like just like they're, they're kind of happy. It's like a relief for them that he's gone. And so, you know, now he's doing this thing where he's, you know, he's crying to everybody about his kids and, you know, trying to make it seem like I'm keeping him from his kids. But, you know, I had to step, take a step back and respect my kids' boundaries because I cannot enforce. I can talk to them. I can encourage them. But they're in unison that they just said, no, we, we don't want to have anything to do with him. We, we don't, you know we're fine. We're okay. We don't need him. We don't want him around and there are no contact. And I have to respect that. And I have to respect how they feel as well, because they have feelings. Their feelings are valid. You know, they have every right to feel how they feel because at the end of the day, you know, they witnessed his abuse firsthand. They witnessed his yelling. They witnessed his rages. And, you know, in moments and in times where they were with him, you know, the nasty things that he would say to them about their mother, you know, the nasty things that he would just try to insinuate and just, you know, try to like almost like borderline brainwash them. Like it's just wicked. And so, you know, they know better because they're home with me all the time. They're, they're home with their mother. Their mother's the one that does 99.9% of everything for them. And so for you to say those things and question them and, you know, kind of manipulatively ask them secret questions and trying to get information out of them. You know, when you look up narcissism, they don't even love their children. They use their children as pawns. You know, it's just a, 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 revi a revenge thing, a pawn thing. It's just, it's nightmarish. It's sickening. And it's just, you know, you, you look up and you say, how, uh, like this person has no, it's no end 
it's no end to how far and low they would go. So no contact is the most effective. And, you know, that means no contact with him. And if you got to cut some people off, cut some of his family members off, cut some of make sure you cut out his enablers because, you know, he have enablers. You know, he has flying monkeys, you know. Uh, I remember a time where I, we were going through and I, and I called his mother and I said, well, you know, your son needs a place to stay. He, he has to go. He has to go. She didn't say, well, what's going on or, you know, like talk to me or, you know, she didn't ask anything. The first thing she said to me was, oh, well, you can't put him out. And I said, excuse me. I said, this is my house. I, I, I'm the one that primarily pays all the bills here. It's, it's me. He's not doing what he has to do. He, he, he has to go. Oh, well, is he not working? Well, what does that have to do with anything? He's not paying any bills in here. Where's his money going? Because his money is not coming in here. It's not coming in here to pay any bills to provide or to take care of his kids. It's if he got it, when he got it. I'll see what I could do. I'll... But he got money for alcohol. He got money for drugs. He got money to spend on his women and doing all the things, his extracurricular activities. So it was kind of almost like his mother is an enabler. You know, she she just not even not that I need her to pick my side because it's not about picking sides, but it's about right or wrong. It's about holding your son accountable for the things that he's not doing. And she's an enabler, you know, the flying monkeys, you know, and, you know, narcissists, they lie so much and they're so delusional that it's that you don't even here you are thinking you are in a relationship with the narcissist. The narcissist is not in a relationship with you. Everything with the narcissist is basically transactional, what you can do for them. They will lie to people. They will make you look like you're the crazy one. You're the one that's abusive. You're the one that's doing all. But it makes no sense because, if, and, and, and I don't even understand how people could sit and listen to that without even saying to myself, well, if she's such a bad person, why don't you leave? If she's such a bad person and she's doing all these things to you, why, why, why haven't you left? Like it, it's like you, who would want to sit in a situation like that? And as a, like, it, it makes no sense, but these are the things that the narcissists do. And so, you know, my daughter, you know, she was, she talked to, you know, people and, you know, the fact that he's lying, he's trying to manipulate, twist the story. Um, you know, there was even a situation where I, I was trying to have a conversation with him. And I went to him and I told him, you know, hey, you got to move out. I left. I took my daughter to school, came back. The police was at my door. He called the police on me. So my daughter's confused. And she's like, well, but you've been saying that she was leaving. You said you was moving out. There was no argument. There was no fight. There was no altercation. There was nothing. So for you to get that angry that you felt that you needed to call the police, something is really wrong with you. But yeah, he, he called the police on me. So my, my kids are watching these things and they're just in disbelief because they are just like hurt and there's no apology. There's no accountability or taking responsibility for anything that he says or does. And so, you know, while you are in this situation, you may think that you're shielding your kids or trying to hide certain things from your kids, but your kids are not stupid. They know, they know that something is wrong. 
They know that things are not right. They know that it's not a healthy situation. They know it's not a loving situation. They don't feel safe. They don't feel protected. They don't feel, you know, it, it's, it's hurtful. And so you as the aware person or the person who's becoming aware, you have to build up this strong, you have to build up this, your strength and say, you know, enough is enough. And if you can't be strong for you, do it for your children. Be strong enough to get your children out of that and talk to them and let them know that this is not healthy. This is not a situation that I ever want you to be in. You know, I don't ever want you and let them know, you know, everybody's human and we all make mistakes because like I said, and I've said it from day one, I did not know what I was dealing with. But once I became aware and I don't claim to be a victim, I hate that word. But once I became aware of the, what I was dealing with and the magnitude of it and how deep it runs and how it goes, I knew I had to leave. That is not a situation that I wanted to live the rest of my life in or until he decided that he was going to leave. But as long as he was getting the convenience of coming and going and doing what he wanted to do and, you know, coming and staying out three, four days, and, you know, it was convenient for him, but it wasn't convenient for me. You know, it's like they have one foot in the door, one foot out the door, like they're doing whatever they're doing, but they want to keep you there so that you don't go and live your life. Like they're very sick like this. You know, their, their, their thought process is very demonic. If you, if this is the situation and you're not happy, then, you know, move on and go, go find your peace somewhere and go be happy. And, and, you know, Hey, listen, it's not, and move on. But no, they want to stay in your life and torment you and live their life and do whatever they want to do and not be questioned and not be accountable, not take responsibility, not take ownership. They want to take all your money. Like they will suck the life out of you. You know, and since I've been narc free, you know, I I'm, I'm feel better. I'm able to sleep. I don't have sleep deprivation. I don't have insomnia. I don't have the head. I don't have the migraines. I'm eating healthier. I, I'm not, um, how should I say? I'm not, you know, eating, you know, just eating, 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 eating. I'm losing weight. Like I feel great. I'm in a much better space. I'm living, you know, my life is not perfect. But I feel so much better. I don't have that stress on my back. I don't have that tension on my back. That's not a way to live. That's not a way for your kids to see you living. You got to get up out of that. Build up your strength. Build up your courage for yourself and for your children so you can thrive and live your God-given right. This is all free will. You have a right to live. This is not a life. The life of a narcissist is chaos, drama, and it's just pure hell. And it's every day a nightmare. So build up your strength, build up your courage, plan your exit strategy, do whatever you have to do to get out of that situation because it doesn't change. It doesn't get better. They don't care. They don't love you. They don't want, they just want to suck you till you can't be sucked anymore. So, again, I hope that I could encourage you, inspire you, give you, um, you know, do your research. There's so many amazing people out here talking about narcissism and, you know, just like letting people know that, you know, there are some really sick and wicked and evil people out here. And if you don't, 
you know, really do your research, you'll be stuck. You know, they will leave you high and dry. You know, some men, some of, like I say, men, you know, sometimes it, it can be abusive. You know, they get physical because they go into these fits of rages and it can be dangerous. And nobody should have to live their life like that because they need help, but they refuse to get the help. So do what you have to do. Pick yourself up, get your strength, get your courage, do it for you, do it for your children. It will be the best decision that you ever made. We all make mistakes and nobody is perfect. And don't beat yourself up for trying to love somebody or trying to see the best in somebody because they can't see it for themselves. And that's not nothing you could do about that. The only thing you can do is love on yourself, pick yourself up and love on your children and just move forward and don't look back. Do not look back. Because the minute you look back, they're going to make your life worse. Because they're going to feel like you can accept their behavior and that you're going to tolerate their nonsense. So don't look back. Don't don't look back. Don't have no regrets for leaving. Love yourself enough to know that you deserve better. And if you got to stay by yourself and stay single, do that. Because this peace is priceless. Your peace is priceless. Your sanity is priceless. Seeing your kids grow in a healthy way is priceless. You and your kids do not deserve to live that kind of life. So I hope when I pray that you find your strength and your courage to pick up and go. Don't look back. Don't look to the sides. Just keep moving forward. Let God lead you. Let God guide you. And trust and believe once you become obedient to God's word, he will not steer you wrong. You be safe out there. Get your exit strategy going. And you have a blessed day.